0: Thank you, Tony. I've been looking forward to talking with you.
1: Yeah, I've been looking forward to this also.
0: So how are you doing?
1: Good, good. Uh yeah, it's a day off work. Um yeah, Tuesday's my off day. So yeah, just really enjoying myself.
0: Okay. Well, good. Um, so you're a, a young man working at um Spectrum Cable, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And um and then you work um in customer service or the phones?
1: Uh, more sales. Yeah, sales. Pretty much sales, okay.
0: yeah. All right. And, and then you, you have some education. Um, I think Johnny said it's in like human resources. Is that right?
1: Or? Yeah, uh, it's a minor. I have a minor in human resource management. Uh, my main focus was uh, public relations slash mass communication was the main focus. But yeah, minor in human resource
0: management. So public relations and mass communication? That's that we, right. Yeah. Okay, so um, so what kind of a job would that fit you for?
1: Uh, man, Oh, it's pretty broad. Uh-huh. It could really be anything. Kind of working in the communications department of a company. Really, media relations is a big one that they try to steer us for. It uh, could work in advertising. So yeah, it's really a broad title, and it, it, it's funny that you asked that because. Uh, I'm not using it at all
0: right now. Mm-hmm. Not yet, at least. Well, when you were thinking of going in that direction, what kind of job were you thinking of that appealed to you? Oh, sorry.
1: That is a great question. Uh, I always thought of myself kind of in a media relations position, and maybe doing press releases for a company. Okay. You know, just putting a positive spin on whatever they did.
0: Okay. So kind of... Helping make the face of the company for the public
1: right, yes, exactly. It's a good way to put it,
0: okay, and when did you first start getting interested interested in that?
1: Well, that is a good question. It was actually my mom who steered me towards that degree because she noticed that uh, I really enjoyed writing in a in my customer service position at the y m c a before I really you know, enjoyed getting to relate to people. Mm-hmm. So she figured that, you know, put both of those skills together, the interaction and the writing, told me, hey, you know what, this is, I think this would be a good degree for you. And I looked up the coursework and, you know, saw the kind of jobs I could get with that and said, okay, let's roll with it.
0: Okay, cool. So are you, will you be needing any more schooling? Or are you all, are you pretty well set now for looking for a job in that field?
1: As of right now, I'm pretty well set. Okay. As of right now, uh, I could possibly pursue graduate school in the future. But as of right now, I think I'm pretty well
0: set. Okay. Well, good. Hope that that goes well for you. Um, Are you currently looking for a position or since you're not working in your field at Spectrum, or are you just pretty content at Spectrum right now? Right now, I'm content.
1: I really am. Uh, I love what I do. -hmm. Uh, Just go in. You know, it's a sales job, so pretty heavily commission based. Uh, I really think it's a job where I could control my own destiny, Mm -hmm. uh, just based on how hard I work every day. And uh, yeah, it's a great company. Hmm. Really, especially looking, you know, the era that I graduated in, seeing how hard it was for some people to find jobs. Uh, The fact that it's able to land somewhere where it's a great company that takes care of me, you know, I feel so blessed. So yeah, I'm pretty content right now.
0: Okay, good. Well, um, I don't know. We can kind of go wherever we want to as far as, you know, the conversation goes. Um, maybe, um, how about, um, what's your, what was your growing up experience like? Um,
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, growing up, you know, I was the oldest of four boys. so I had uh, three younger brothers, so we always we always had a lot of fun. You know, whether we'd play sports or uh, do airsoft wars or fireworks or deer hunting or uh, work with my dad in his cabinet business, you know, we always did a lot together. So that was that's pretty fun. Uh, homeschooled, so mm-hmm. that really helped. You know, give me that tight family connection also. Uh, growing up, we've been in church pretty much my entire life. Religion and uh, following God's always been a big part of my life, mm-hmm. forever. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much a rundown. You know, really you know, homeschooled, really close to my family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. I, I loved growing up. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, really a lot of blessings. Really a lot of good memories to look back on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so you grew up you know with christianity kind of all around you um at um w- was there a certain point where it became um you know personal to you or um rather than just you know what you were you, you made it your own so to speak
1: yeah that's a great question um i would say i was converted probably around 9 or 10 years old you know i kind of got to a point where i'd always heard it and it just it just made sense to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I really understood the gospel, and, you know, I, I wanted to live as a Christian. So, yeah, I would say that was the point where it really became my own, and then I grew into it a lot, especially once I left for college and left for a Southeast Missouri University. I would say that is the biggest point where I really made it my own, mm-hmm. you know, because I always grew up in a house that was... So focused on Christ to go off somewhere else and really, you know, learn how to follow those habits for myself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and get involved with the on-campus ministry, campus outreach, and uh, you know, going on summer projects and conferences with them. I would say college is when it really became my own.
0: Yeah, and I remember um, you were involved in that program. Mm-hmm what was your main activity in that program? Like, what was the group all about?
1: The uh, biggest thing was just evangelism on the campus. Okay. You know, uh, they would have weekly meetings where you'd just try to bring as many people as you could, and we'd share the gospel with them. Uh, really kind of hard to describe, really kind of just life-on-life relationships. You know, just working together to meet as many people as we could to share with. Uh, we'd all go to the same church. We'd have our annual conference out in a, Chattanooga, Tennessee, that we'd all go to and meet programs from a bunch of other schools. Uh, I would say the highlight was last summer when I went on the nine-week summer project in Tampa. That was basically just you go there, and you, I got a job at the uh, amusement park close to it. it. Was where we'd all go work, and then they would teach us just how to share our faith, how to you know live. Just live more for the gospel. So to sum it up, I would say it was just all about living out the Great Commission together. Mm-hmm. That's how I would sum that up for you.
0: Are you still connected to any of those people that you were you know, involved with at that time?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of people. I'll just hit them up with a text and say, how you doing? Uh, reach out to pray with them. Ask how their life's been. So I still have a lot of, a lot of really close friends from that. Hmm. It was, uh, yeah, definitely a time I'll always look back on.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just as far as your personality and stuff goes, what are your strengths and so forth? Um, I guess, um, you know, just thinking of the job you or the career path you're you're choosing, um, ma- mass communication and public relations and so forth. Is it like being out in front and communicating and talking or is it something different or
1: it can be it can be it just kind of depends which avenue as you go to. i always thought of myself as more of a behind the scenes type okay you know handling the writing handling um yeah more of the spin type of things you know just yeah more behind the scenes writing based position
0: so um okay so you like to write huh i do yeah okay like spin, um a lot of times it has negative connotations to it because it's almost like um like uh giving it a different spin, like lying or something like that. But mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to mean that it can be just um pointing out the good of something or another, I guess, right?
1: Right. Yeah, and that's that's uh you're right, it does have a big negative connotation. But uh, I really, really think that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh just highlighting the good finding a way to focus on the good. Maybe, uh, and if there is bad about a company, maybe put it in context. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe just something that people didn't realize. So, yeah.
0: So um, as far as communication, you prefer the written word more than like um, being up in front of people speaking and so forth?
1: Yeah. Yes, I would say that.
0: Okay. Um, Hmm. Have you thought about like writing copy for people? Um, sometimes people want, you know, they want words for their website or whatever. And, um, they have, you know, they know what they want to say. They just don't know how to say it and stuff like that.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could see that. Um, do have some writing experience, spent one semester when I was at Jefferson college, uh, writing on the student newspaper as part of coursework. And, uh, yeah a copywriter would be a great career path to go down yeah I'll, I'll be honest, yeah, that really seems interesting. It's a huge part of what my training was in was just how to write strategically, hmm. you know how to write to put your client in the best possible position
0: mm-hmm. Do you do any writing on your own right now, like um you know just for your own pursuits or anything
1: uh not currently, not okay. currently no uh, it's been something I've been meaning to get back into for a while, uh, and i've I know everyone says this, I've just been a little too busy, but uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely something I would love to go back into. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's your strengths. What's your weaknesses? Oh, man, where do I begin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what's my weakness? I don't know. I got a crazy short attention span. I just yeah. do, uh, you know, my mind runs a million different directions all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely something that has been a lot better since I went to college and started working full time. You know, you have to be very disciplined in your thought process. But, um, yeah, I would say that's what it is. It's just yeah. thinking about too many things at once.
0: Yeah, I can identify with that. Being getting distracted and uh, going this way and that way. Like I'm really good at making plans, like planning out my week. Mm-hmm. I'm not so great at following them um, without getting distracted. But I'm working on that and uh, maybe (laughs) getting better at following the plan. Right.
1: And I would say the biggest thing that's helped me with that is, you know, now that I work full time and only, you know, not being able to just do what I want all day, every day, you really have to be efficient with your time off, Mm -hmm. you know, to make sure you don't just waste the day away Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's limited and you learn, how important that really is. So, uh, yeah, I would say working full time really helps me in that discipline.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your whole family is really involved in work right now. Like they each got their own thing going on and, right. and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's it's fun stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, as far as like uh, Christianity, um, like what. About it appeals to you, um, um, yeah. Like you know, what, what? I guess that. Yeah, that's. I'll just leave it there. What appeals to me about Christianity, um,
1: yeah, just the redemption part, just the okay. fact that it is, you know, it it is a path for us to be redeemed, you know, from eternal punishment, okay, and. Yeah, it's just the idea of being saved in a, just the level of mercy that we get, I would say is just awesome. Okay. It's really good.
0: Yeah. So I was, we are going through this study um, of John, it's called Behold, and some guy here locally in St. Louis kind of came up with it, and it's, it's really simple, but we're really enjoying it, we're doing it as a family, and... um Each day, well, five days a week, there's like a a little section of John, you know, a third of a chapter or something. And you you read that and you um, underline everything in it that um, refers to God's goodness, His grace, and so forth. Then you put brackets around everything that has to do with humanity's um, brokenness and fallenness and... Sin and so forth, and then there's just kind of like some journaling questions. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a couple questions, you know, like what starting off, what can I be grateful to God for? You know, what do I need concerns? I need to trust Him in, but then concerning the passage, um, you know, what's the bad news in this passage concerning humanity, and what how do I fit into that bad news? And then, as far as the good news, how is God? a response to that bad news. And then how does Jesus here in this passage, um, fit into the overarching story of God's redemption through Jesus? And then what does that mean to me personally? And then one day a week we get together and we'll discuss, discuss it a little bit together as a group, but it's been really good and been highlighting to me, um, how the love of god really answers the deep part of my soul uh, you know the longing that i have <clears throat> um the most fundamental need um to be accepted by god to be loved by him to know him and it's like today's passage this morning was referring to um a marriage okay so we're at the beginning of john and I think it's John the Baptist who says, um, The bride, I see, the bride belongs to the bridegroom, and he must increase, and I must decrease. And it's just a reminder of, because you were bracketing all of our fallenness, so it's a reminder that in the midst of all of that, there's a love of God for his people, so intimate, so, you know, he wants it to be like a marriage, you know. So. I've been enjoying that and been pretty kind of impressed by it here lately.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. <clears throat> sounds like a really good uh really good study. Yeah. Really good reminder.
0: If anyone wanted to go through it, it's on a website called Djourney.org. And then you would click on the and then there's the PDF guide that you can download. Um Well, one thing I'm curious when talking with a young person like yourself, like how old are you? 22. 22. Is what's a young person's perspective of the world or culture, life, and all of that? (laughs) Because it's probably different, you know, than my perspective is not being a young person any longer (laughs) anymore. So do you have any thoughts, um... I know that's kind of broad but I was going to say how much time we got? <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's a big question. Uh, my perspective on the world Wow, it's uh it's pretty bleak over right. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, world you look around there's just so much there's a lot of a lot of pain, a lot of pe- it Feels like everything's got something, you know, there's just so many people that are, um Depressed or financial problems. Obviously, you know, at, at Spectrum, I'll talk to 30, 35 customers a day, just hearing their stories and hearing, you know, what maybe what they're going through right now. Um, you just turn on the news and see, just wait to see what bombing there was. Hmm. It's just the world is just so motivated by sin, and people just don't. It, it, it's, it just feels very grim. Feel it, it's a pretty grim outlook. I'm not going to lie, and it feels like it keeps going downhill. And that goes back into one of your earlier questions: What I really appreciate Christian, about Christianity um, is the hope that comes through it, realizing that Jesus is the only hope for where our world is at.
0: Hmm.
1: So, yeah. Aside from Him, I would say it's a uh, it's not it's not great.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you see Jesus as? the hope or the answer. Like how does do you envision that you know, him being the answer to the things that you're thinking of as far as the grimness of the world? Right. Yeah.
1: It's a great question. I would just because he's the only one that can really change someone. Okay. He is the only one that can keep us from living for ourselves. Um apart from him, we are completely lost. So I would say yeah, just the fact that he's the only one that can change someone is what makes him the hope.
0: Okay. And so your viewpoint of the world is it's pretty grim, and that probably comes a lot from... Are you a, a news watcher?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say news watcher. I would say news follower, like okay. uh,
0: through social media. Okay. I keep
1: up with it, keep up with my sources. I have the ones that I follow, and then... Uh, do. I know some of that is a ratings boost. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, you definitely definitely see a lot of bad stuff going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um anything about any thoughts about just the current uh political climate or kind of the unrest going on in in our nation?
1: Yeah, politically, um yeah, I was I was a little disappointed with the way things went. Um my guy lost. But uh yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I don't trust our political system really. I think there's just um level of corruption and it's the political system in America just feels very self-serving. Mm-hmm. So that's the outlook that I have. And I think it's I don't think it's causing the problem. I think the political system is a symptom of the problem and the fact that really our country is so inwardly focused with each individual. Like each person just is really looking out for number one. And that has produced our political system to be where it's at.
0: Well, that might um that might be like uh Reflective of the character of the people involved, hmm. but as far as the system itself, when I think of the system, I kind of think of more of the Constitution and the way it's all set up, which might be have a pr- preservative quality to it, you know, keeping us from going the way we want to too much, you know. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yo, yeah. I'd agree with that a hundred percent. You know, uh, there's obviously some protections in place, but, uh, you know, overall it does feel very, feel like a very self-serving system. And obviously there are some guidelines that we follow, like we talked about with the Constitution, but uh, yeah, overall I I haven't been too impressed lately, especially with uh, when when the pandemic came out. I feel like a lot of political figures really viewed that just as a way to uh, boost their own control. boost their own authority yeah so overall political climate i would i would say not impressed
0: right now Hmm. so as, as far as the pandemic um um like what um what gives you the impression that they um like can you refer to any examples of um you know taking advantage of a situation to Gain power and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah,
1: that's a great question. Uh, I would point to this, you know, you look at some states, like, say, California, mm-hmm. as an example, just the level of restrictions that they have out there. It, yeah, it just seems like a huge overstep. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it with the level of restrictions that they're passing, it just feels like... Yeah, I mean, it just feels like a huge overstep, just using it as a way to manipulate people's fear. I wouldn't even say necessarily for any personal gain, just to, I would say, almost just flaunt the position of power that they're in, very ego-driven.
0: Okay. Um, Well, what's influenced in your life that's really shaped you? When you're looking back on your life, you know, does anything come to mind that um, really changed the course of your life or, um, you know, really made an impact that's made you who you are today?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, Conversion, you know, redemption from sins, the obvious one. Things that have made me what I am today. I don't know if I would say any one particular event is really... Aside from that, it's more just the way I grew up, you know, growing up in a homeschool Christian family steered me towards that. Working with my dad's business gave me the work ethic, taught me how to be disciplined, responsible. Um, Being homeschooled, you know, having someone watch me how I did in academics taught me how to be disciplined, and I carried that over with me to college. So I wouldn't say one particular event. I would say just the overall lifestyle really made me who I am.
0: Okay. Um. So, so was your mom mainly the teacher? Yes, school primarily. Yes, but then you worked with your dad some. I did a
1: lot when I was growing up, and he was real involved with his cabinet business. You know, and that's one of the joys of home being homeschooled was I could work that around his schedule. You know, if he wanted, if we wanted to take a day, and he would just take me on a job site with him. We. Um, we could do that. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, it's a part of why I'm a huge advocate for homeschooling is just the flexibility of it, mm-hmm. uh, ability to learn, learn real world stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just be bigger than the classroom.
0: So, what values came out of all of that experience? Do you think of just your growing up? Are there any particular values that seem to Rise to the top as far as the th- the the main things. Uh
1: wow, well, that's a good question. I would say uh, I would say self discipline is okay. the big one. Just do what you say you're going to do. Uh, get it done in a timely fashion. You know, obviously he was self employed, so he was only accountable to, to himself. My dad was, and uh, you know that was just the most important thing was do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it. Um, my mom was the same way too. He's like, if, if I give you schoolwork to do you, I want you to get it done on your own. Don't make me chase you down. Um, I would, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing is just being, getting your work done self-sufficiently.
0: Does your family or, or did your family have any particular family routines that, um, are kind of maybe a little different, um, Something we don't know about, like uh things she did together or anything that was meaningful.
1: Oh wow, that is a good question. Uh, I said, we always went out to lunch after church. Okay that Sundays. was our, that was they they still do that. I'm not always able to make it, but uh that was that was always our family time. You know we were all together anyway. we knew we were going to have a little time, and we just we'd share in a meal together. Yeah. And just go somewhere uh like Culver's or you know something basic that everyone liked and we just go and we just talk about life, talk about the the sermon, hmm. talk about our plans for the week, talk about um you know recap other conversations, any any good news from anyone else that we knew. Mhm. And then we got this too. we'd always watch movies together a lot in the evenings, It'd kind of be a big thing that we did. Okay. Um but yeah, we were uh, we were always pretty intentional about spending time together.
0: Okay, so you guys like to talk? We do to each other. We do. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, what about books? Were you a reader growing up? Or?
1: I wasn't. Uh, um, I wouldn't say I was an avid reader. You know, that's actually something. That's when I was younger, my mom would always read to me and my brother Ben. So we would kind of make it a family experience. Uh, book series growing up, loved Narnia, loved Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the basics, and well, the Bible, obvious one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say some. A somewhat of a reader growing up. Not something I do a whole lot on my own, but uh, definitely, definitely had some series I really enjoyed.
0: Any book comes to mind that kind of really impacted you?
1: Um book that really impacted me it was this yeah it was a little book that my dad gave me it was called uh, encouragement how words shape lives uh, and it was just about what biblical encouragement looks like and it's not just telling someone how great they are it is pointing them back to the scriptures showing them why they you know just showing them Just reminding them of the work that the Lord is doing in their life and reminding them that they have a greater purpose than whatever's going on around them. Hmm. Uh, Not buttering someone up. I read that when I was around 15 or 16, and the words from that have really stuck with me and really guided how I engage with the Christian community around me at large. And that was a skill I took off to college to meet other believers. So I would say that is the book that's really impacted me. I can't remember who wrote it off the top of my head. It's been a long time since I wrote it. Since I read it, but uh yeah,
0: huh, that sounds really good
1: it is it was really good
0: so um is as far as encouraging someone, mm-hmm. is that someone i mean is that something that you can do for just about anybody you interact with, or um like is it hard to find you know something positive in some people's lives to point to and say? hey, good job.
1: <laughs> right, right. No, that's a great question. The biggest variance is whether they're a believer or not. Okay. Uh, if they are a believer, well, it's obvious. I point them, point them back to the gospel and show them, just remind them that what they're doing isn't really about them at the end of the day. I would say it's the biggest, that they're a part of something so much bigger in the gospel of Jesus. I would say that's something that I do. And if they're non-believer, it's a little trickier. But um, to encourage them, definitely, you know, just let them know that I see them, that I care about what they're doing. And uh, that goes a long way, too. Okay. But to answer your question, yes, I think it can be done with just about anybody Okay. to find something. Maybe not even necessarily about what they did. Uh, if, yeah, just let them know someone cares about them is a big part of it.
0: Okay. Cool. Um well let's see you're you said you're 22 mm-hmm. um, is there um anything in particular that um for young people growing up um like you're a, a young man now but you you know you're you can kind of think back throughout your teenage years and so forth or even perhaps right now is there anything um that comes to mind that can that's really helpful for other older people to be doing for younger people any way that they ought to be interacting with younger people or anything that you that people have done in your life that you appreciate and um, that's good for older people just to know um, you know that they can make an, an impression.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I remember. Yeah, I remember, obviously, a lot of uncertainty when I was about to graduate and the pandemic hit. And I remember my mom always told me just once you get older, some of the stuff that matters today, you're not even going to remember it. And that's the thing about young people is their life is such a small sample size. Like the pain you feel when you're, you know, something that bothers you when you're 15 or 16 you're not even going to care about in a couple of years because you're going to have bigger stuff that you're worrying about. So, I would say the biggest thing older people can do for young people is just show them that life's a marathon and that really, and keep them focused on the big picture and obviously focused on the gospel. I would say that's the most helpful thing anyone ever did for me.
0: Cool. Well, thanks, Tony. Yeah. Um, it's been good talking with you. You seem like uh, you've got a good head on your shoulders, and, and I'm glad for um, just the people who've influenced you and shaped you, and um, and just uh, for the direction you're going in. So, yeah.
1: Anyway, it's been good to, to talk with you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs>